Introducing Minor Wisdom Quintet. All right, guys, this week uh, might sound a little livelier because I am a bachelor this weekend. The family went to the State Fair in Dallas on Texas OU Day, which is today, the day I'm recording this. Uh, So if I'm a little louder, it's because I'm alone in the house and I don't feel so insecure about talking into a microphone by myself while my family is somewhere in the house listening to me and making fun of me and bullying me uh i'm able to do this without any restrictions might have gotten a little loud there but i'm happy to be here we just wrapped up junior festival south it was a great time there's a reason like i've said that i don't teach middle schoolers i will say this you middle school teachers that are out there that do listen to this i think i've said this before on the podcast this is now episode almost 40 if not 40 itself but man, I I don't know how you middle school teachers do it because look, those kids before lunch, before lunch they were angels. They were just little baby angels. They were the sweetest. They were very respectful. They I did a design workshop with them, very basic elements of design, and they were awesome. They were receptive. They listened. They were engaged made one middle schooler cry because I called her out for being an amazing artist. And I guess you're not supposed to do that with middle schoolers. But anyway, then lunch happened and everything went south. Those last couple of workshops that I led after lunch, like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about those kids that the, I I mean, I obviously the sugar is a, a clear indication of why those children grew devil horns, but they just became just just horrendous. And if I have middle school teacher uh, fans out there, listeners out there, then, I mean, chime in. Reach out to me on Twitter or something uh, and, and tell me how you deal with it. Like, what do you do? I know in the old days, like when my mom taught sixth grade math, she had a flask. I mean, she did, She but she can't do that anymore. So... Uh, That was the 80s, the 70s and 80s, so that was a different time. Now, you can't do that. So how how do you middle school theater teachers, or middle school teachers in general, I don't know who listens to this, but how do you middle school teachers deal with that stuff? The the kids that just literally, they don't, they they have a mind of their own. It's insane. It's incredible. Uh, This week on the podcast, I do have Julio Morales. I've been trying to get Julio on for a long, long time since I've started this. I actually just came from his school. It's a beautiful school, beautiful year-and-a-half-year-old school, uh, Sharpstown High School here in Houston, Texas. I interviewed him at TTA, which is where most of the content's going to be the next couple of weeks, uh, or be from, excuse me, from the Techland booth. Thank you to Eric at Techland. There is an interview coming up with him as well in a couple of weeks. Uh, but Julio is an amazing, amazing person. He doesn't give himself credit. We Most of us don't, but he doesn't give himself enough credit. He needs to be given the credit for what he has done with those kids at Sharpstown. It is just an amazing sight to see. He's so good with his community, with his kids, everything, because he comes from there. Make sure you're getting a Minor Wisdom shirt. We got new shirts out, new shirts, new colors. It's crazy. 
I got people mad at me because they would have bought that before. Well, buy it again, okay? Other shirts coming out. I'm going to keep dropping shirts, kind of like Matt Ludlam inspired, uh, or I inspired Matt Ludlam to do a podcast. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. He inspired me to do shirts. Follow me on Twitter, Minor Wisdom Pod. Uh, send me an email, whatever. Follow me on all that social media. Like the podcast. Do all that good stuff. We got Thespian Convention coming up in a month. I'm super excited. Here is this week's Groner Joke. This week's Groner Joke was supplied to me by Anthony Nieves Sawyer, a Minor Wisdom alum. Ladies and gentlemen, why does the Norway Navy have barcodes on the side of their ships? So when they come back to port, they can Scandinavian. Hey everyone, my name is Julio Morales. I am the theater director at the theater teacher at Sharpstown High School in Houston, Texas. I'm super excited to be on this episode. <laughs> Sarcasm. No, I am. I really am. Excited. So where are you, uh, what's your background? Like where did you go to college, all that kind of stuff? All right, cool. Um, so I went to college at the University of St. Thomas here in Houston, Texas. I graduated back in 2009 with my theater degree. Uh, I started doing theater in high school, actually. It's the first time I, I did anything. Uh, and I went to Sharpstown. That's my, my high school. Uh, shout out to Roger Rossi. You're awesome. Thank you for introducing me to theater. And so I went to St. Thomas. I did my undergrad there. And that's where I met the amazing Gino. Uh, Gino was my professor in college for most of that time. Uh, he's a brilliant man. Please make sure you let him know he's awesome. Um, <laughs> and then, grew a mustache back relatively quickly. But anyway, <laughs> continue. Yeah. Uh, then I started teaching at Sharpstown. And as I was teaching, I realized that as a team of one, because I was by myself, I needed to get some tech experience. So I got my master's from Southern Oregon University, my master's in theater production and design. Uh, shout out to everyone who went there. Woo -woo. <laughs> That's it. I don't have a huge following in Southern Oregon or Oregon or the East oh, or you, West you, Coast. Or I should say West Coast. I'll yeah. make sure you have some okay. now. <laughs> shout out to my greens. What's up, y'all? Make sure you Is that like, what they are? like and follow the podcast. What are the South, yeah. the South Oregon greens? No, because uh, in the program, the, yeah. you're the green cohort or oh. the blue or the red cohort. Got you. It was through your program. So what, uh, so what did you like, what did you get out of that master's program? Because a lot of people, actually the few people that I've interviewed here already, I say, what do you want to get out of TTA? I want to find a school that has a good master's program. What about that program? The one thing, the reason why I chose Southern Oregon University is they focus on theater production and design. And so I did do uh, some tech in my undergrad. Yeah. Uh, but as a, when you're the only director at your high school, you have to know how to patch lights. You have to know yeah. how to run the sound. You have to know how to sew. You have to know almost everything. And so my, my background was in acting. Uh, it's being at Sharpstown, I realized that in order for me to make sure my kids received a better education, I had to be educated. Yeah. And so Southern Oregon, that's what they focus on. We do, you know, we did learn about uh, script analysis, uh, but the focus is specifically for stu for people who, for teachers that might not know what patch is like right. what does that mean what is DMX and so um, the focus was on design so it's costume design um, sound lights uh, set design great hands-on program yeah. uh, it's three weeks during the summer so for three summers 
Uh, you fly up there. It was beautiful going to Ashland, Oregon. Especially the summertime. And yeah. we were able to watch a production at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. That was one of the greatest experiences, seeing five shows for three summers, yeah. uh, being able to talk to other theater adults about that and just kind of discuss, and then we have to write essays. I don't know if they still do that now. And so that was like painful. Uh, not painful, because it was really awesome, actually. Um, and just kind of bonding with yeah. other adults for three weeks. It literally felt like adult theater summer camp. And we would stay late, you know, late nights writing essays, and class would be all, all day and night. And then during the year, we just do projects, um, like a set design project. Sure. That you incorporate through, school, through right? the school, yeah, and then yeah. you mail that yeah. model in. And so um, I loved it. I loved my time yeah. there. And so I, I'm going to be honest. I'm not the best customer. I'm not the best uh, lighting person. But now I am not afraid to use a light board. Yeah. I'm not afraid to talk about lighting. I can go to shows and be like, oh, my gosh, look at those. Uh, look at that angle. Oh, look at the gel. Yeah. Oh, look. And so I'm able to, I'm more confident now when it comes to my directorial skills and uh, just production skills overall. Yeah, sure. And so the connection that I have, or the reason I've wanted you on here forever, and by forever I mean the last 40 weeks that this podcast has been around, <laughs> is, uh, so I was zoned to Sharpstown. You know all this, but the people don't. I was zoned to go to Sharpstown, ended up not going, but uh, at that time, a Jewish, fat, white kid probably wouldn't have fit in too well at Sharpstown High School in the late 90s. Uh, and my parents knew that, so they, they shipped me off to HSPBA. But um, you've taken a program, or even like just the, the, the idea that, that people, the preconceived notion of Sharpstown High School is not a positive one. You know, it's, it's Title yeah. I, um, but it's got a brand new school. It just rebuilt it, what, two, two years ago? About three two years, years ago? Okay. yeah. Um, and uh, you've, you've made it this public conglomerate I mean like you you've taken the kids out in the public which I I never saw that mind you it wasn't we didn't have social media obviously in the 90s but I I never saw what was happening outside of the walls of Sharpstown let alone inside the walls of Sharpstown um and and you've made this you've just blown it up it's become a, a a school that's to be reckoned with and and seeing your show last year seeing the one act play show um just being able to experience what you've done, and my hat's off are to you. you oh, know, thank you. Uh, my hat's off are to you. That's not good. Sure, okay. I'll, I'll take it. My hat's off to you. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it's just you, you've done such an amazing job. So, so it's, it's enough, you know, tooting your horn. But um, what do you think, like, do you think you would, if you were to go to another Title I school that you had no relationship with, uh, that wasn't your alma mater, do you think you would have been driven as much to kind of improve it as much as you have and, and get these kids fired up as much as you have? Or do you think, not to say your drive would be poor, but you, you just seem to have that extra little oomph behind making sure your kids are, are successful and out there and good humans. Do you think that would have been present? Here's the thing. There's such, for some people, if, if you live in Houston or if, or if you've heard of the school Sharp Sound, there's this this like notion that it's this really horrible school yeah. or it, it just really has a bad image and I don't understand why. Um, I loved going to Sharpstown when I was in high school. I even cried because I, I, I didn't get accepted into my magnet school. <laughs> and so I cried the day I got the rejection letter from the other HISD school I'm not going to name. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go to Sharpstown. They're going to kill me. I'm going to die. And it was the best four years I had in high school. Uh, the community is amazing. I loved my time. And 
I need people to give Sharp Sound a shot because yeah. we have so many programs that we offer for our students, uh, and it ranges from you know classes to even AP and on ramps with the University of Texas. We have a great college and career center when it comes to our college counselors. We we go the extra step to help our students because I know many of our Title One students might not have the prior knowledge when it comes to applying. Uh, for colleges, or they might not never have seen a show before. So as a theater teacher, I, I told myself, and I, I think it's because I love my high school, because mm-hmm. that's where I went. And I, I, I told myself I was going to work there one day, and awesomely, I am working there now. Yeah. Um, and I told myself, what would I have wished to have had when I was in high school? What are some of the opportunities our kids deserve to have that other schools, other students get but for, for some reason, I, because mostly because of money, a lot of Title I students don't get a chance to do certain things because they're Title yeah. I. And I'm trying to erase that idea that because you're Title I, you can't do this. Right. And so I've had awesome support when it comes to our administration. Yeah. Um, and something that was instilled in me from the University of St. Thomas was this idea of service. And so I told my kids, we try to do service uh, once a month. Uh, we've recently been like cleaning the drains in the streets, yeah. and it's really nice seeing people in the community that see us cleaning the streets. They give us water. They tell the kids, thank you so much. And just another way for the community to know that we exist. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that Sharp Sound has a theater program. And so um, my biggest thing is just telling my kids that, that you are representing us wherever you go. It doesn't matter that you're from a Title I school. You are worthy. You have yeah. talent. You deserve X, Y, Z. And so... Um, it's, it's hard. If you don't have funding, it's, it's, it's a huge limit. Um, what, at first, we think we can't do stuff because well, there's yeah. this budget, but then you can mix, you know, we've seen some stuff here at TTA or, you know, online, cardboard or cha- you know, changing simple stuff around yeah. you to make it work. If it looks good on stage, that's all that yes. matters. It doesn't have to be real. Uh, and just giving kids exposure, that's just my, my biggest drive. I love taking field trips with my kids. Yeah. Um, I think through your community outreach stuff, though, you will turn. It, that's going to turn into funding. You know, like if it had, a, if it hasn't already, because those businesses that are around there, and there are lots of businesses around yeah. there. It's not just a fire station over there, but um, which is by far the most active fire station apparently in the city of Houston. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it's those businesses are going to see that. Oh, there's this department here that, that cares, that cares for us, and it cares for the community, and they're going to in turn start donating. I mean, and, if you just Yeah, thankfully out. recently we've had some, some awesome support when it comes to our community. The Civic Association yeah. uh, has been doing an awesome job. And so um, at the end of the day, it's just, I, this is for my kids. Yeah, it's uh, awesome. It's not about me, it's, it's about them. And I, I wish them the best and I want them to be successful and amazing. That's, so enough of that, enough of the inspiring stuff. No, um, no. <laughs> that's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> we don't inspire. <coughs> so did you have Charles Crone? Uh, yes, actually. I had him for an English class. Yeah. Um, Did he just tell stories the whole time? Yes. But, <laughs> and we, His was, daughter's a very close friend of mine. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, Julia and I are, are best friends, but I always hear stories about Charles Crone and one, a friend that we went to school with at HSPVA went to St. Uh, Edward or uh, St. Thomas and uh, took Charles for English, not for theater. Yeah. But all he ever talked about was. Shakespeare or you know <laughs> theater related theme things and it's just funny I mean he, he's 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 a walking encyclopedia of yeah. that stuff but anyway that's funny uh, what made you what made you decide on St. Thomas um 
Well, I, I became Catholic when I was a senior in high school, okay. and uh, I was like, you know what? If I'm going to pay for school, let's go to a school that matches my faith. And sure. So um, I didn't even audition for the theater program. I just signed up and I went to orientation. Um, at the the grades for I had to you know take the SAT a couple times. Like yes, I got the grades. <laughs> and then I show up and I fell in love with the theater program. It's, it's a small program. Um, yeah. and we were able to do everything there. Uh, and that's where I met Gino, and Gino just really changed the way that uh, we saw each other as artists. Yeah. And we, he's the, the one that kind of taught me to break that wall of there is no limits when it comes to putting a production. And so I fell in love with the people I met at St. Thomas. Uh, still very close friends with my theater uh, buddies, uh, and I loved it. Sure. Yeah. What, uh, what's something that you still want to make sure you do at Sharpstown? We've recently started uh, this idea. Well, we started musical theater over there, okay. uh, which is a, a big like challenge because it's funding, and it's also like I realized a few years ago that I can't do it all by myself. Sure. Which is, I don't know about you, but as a theater teacher, I, you want to do everything by yourself, and it doesn't turn out very well sometimes. And so, or um, or at least bring in people that have the same ideology that yes. are going to stay with your. We yeah. were. It was an awesome experience for my kids last year to attend Tommy Tunes because we were yeah. our first year doing that. And I think that made them realize that although we're not perfect when it comes to our performances, we do belong in this theater world. Yeah. And so that's my idea. It's continue to grow the idea of let's become better, better artist and better uh, ensemble. Um, and I love the idea that I have the support right now to continue doing a musical pro Like we do a musical now, we're doing one in January. And so, which is not something we used to do because of funding, because sure. of where we were with our kids and myself. Um, I just want our program to continue to grow and kids to, most of the kids that come to Sharpstown though, um, some of the local middle schools in our area don't have a theater program. Mm -hmm. And so my challenge is how do we start freshman year with students who have never heard of theater, uh, have never seen a show before, how do I get them involved? Are you able to get out to your schools, to the to the feeders? I'm going to be honest, it's been very difficult. Yeah, I don't sure. know if... I mean, because in your schedule, you have to find time in your yeah, own schedule. Yeah, I'm, I'm a one-man show and um, we rehearse a lot. Can, we you, get, every day. can you get, quote-unquote, field trip to, to have the kids... Yes, that's, that's one yeah. thing that we're doing this, uh, this December. We're visiting two middle schools in our area. Uh, both of them don't have a theater program. Sure. Um, we started doing our children's uh, theater show where we, where we invite our local elementary schools. We've done that maybe three times in the last five years. Last year we, we had uh, about a thousand elementary school kids come see our, our children's theater show, yeah, and that was great. awesome. Yeah. Um, this year we had a freshman say, hey, I, I came a few years ago and I saw Alice in Wonderland, yeah. and that made me want to do theater in Sharpstown. So, so it's these seeds I need yep. to be planting. Um, yeah. And so that's, I'm super excited. My kids love performing for the elementary school kids. So if there's anyone out there doubting or, or thinking about performing with the elementary schools, please do it because the eleme elementary it's school kids love it. So and then my kids yeah. in their costumes, you know, yeah. Ariel came down, signed autographs, and we had yeah. bubbles coming towards the audience. And it was the coolest yeah. experience. Our set was literally the UIO platforms, and we taped butcher paper. Yeah. We cut green. So it just made it look underwatery with the blue psych, and I was like, we're going to run with it. Yeah. And the kids have the imagination. The elementary school kids will buy your show, yeah. and they'll love it. And yep. so, uh, this is probably a horrible idea to have when it comes to like a theater because it's not sustainable. But I don't care about making money at a show. My import the importance is to get the audience. It's need an audience so that kids can fall in love with theater. Kids yep. can realize what theater is all about. 
Uh, and so we don't charge a lot for our yep. shows. When Same it comes to our children's us. shows, we didn't charge anything because yep. then we also have admin who is supporting us when it comes to funding yeah. the, the shows that we're doing. Um, and it's very like budget, like very yeah, on the on the low end. It's not a way end. to sustain professional theater. It's, it's not, it's, but for but for educational, education, yeah. I think our Absolutely. goal should be to get as many people yeah. um, immersed into the theater world. Yeah, like we uh, at Dulles, we don't, and and it, sometimes this drives me nuts. We don't put a limit to how many ushers we can have, because ushers can see the show for free. And yeah. I know I've got lots of kids out there that even though it's five bucks. Uh, don't really have the means to to, yeah. to pay for that. We're not Title One, but we definitely have the full gamut of kids that are homeless to you know kids that have three homes or some yeah. crazy thing like that. So we, I, I like just this past couple weeks ago when we had our show, we had a show with uh, eight ushers, and they were they were just standing there smile. You know, I make them smile, dress nice, and yeah. and and greet people, but then they get to go sit and watch the show for free. Because otherwise they probably wouldn't have come. You know, they probably wouldn't have attended. But that's one of those things. That, those are those small things, though, that they don't cost me anything. They don't cost the kids anything. Uh, it doesn't hurt anyone. If anything, yep. it helps, you know. It's the exposure. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I can't push those elementary shows too much, man. We we don't do it as much or really ever at Dulles, but I would love to. It's just the way that our district works with getting kids funneled from one space to another, just a lot of red tape. So... Mm. Um, but when I was at Morton Ranch and we did Wizard of Oz and we had elementary school kids come and they're going to, they're going to love it. You, you literally, uh, uh, Dorothy could fall down on her butt yeah. and they're still going to be like, oh my God, that's all. And then she's going to go out there 45 minutes later and they're just going to bombard her. Yes. And not only are they having fun, but now that Dorothy is like, this attention is really cool. And so it's, it's literally changed. We did Little Mermaid in May last year, so a few months ago, and I, I, it was part of the advanced acting class's final exam. Yeah. And for, for a lot of kids in my advanced acting, like theater two, three, four, they were either forced in that class yeah. or they don't really stay after school. And so I forced them to be in this show as their final exam, yeah. and that literally changed the way they see the program now. They say, they signed up for this year, like we're excited for the shows, let's do some more acting, let's perform yeah. at lunch, and that, I literally saw like a light bulb go off after the first performance we had with the elementary school kids, because our actors fed off of that energy the elementary school kids gave us, and it just changed the way that, you know, it's, it's not just about competition. It shouldn't be about competition, right? Yeah. Which a lot of us, we love to compete, and that's kind of the goal, but that's, that shouldn't be it. It's about building this program and having kids fall in love with theater, even yeah. though they'll never, if they don't want to be a performer, that's totally cool, but just seeing how awesome theater is. Yeah. And we had people backstage who didn't want to act, but they were running with microphones or making sure the changes sure. were happening. We had people doing sound and people doing props and people just doing fog machine and bubbles <laughs> and side lights and changing the gels. And so it was uh, the coolest experience. I had about 55 kids on that stage with yeah. uh, backstage crew. It, I think at that moment changed our program because when families came to see the show, they were like, whoa, yeah. we didn't know. And you know, we have kids that can sing. It's, you literally, literally need to pull them. Hey, I know you're in choir. Come to this show. Yeah. Do you want to be aerial? Perfect. They just, they just don't know. That, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And having that support, finding those people who say, hey, can you help us with vocals a few yeah. times after school? Hey, do you like costumes? Hey, do you like uh, choreography? Hey, kid. Well, you know how to get hold of me, so I'm always down. But anyway, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to I wrap up since we're both volunteers and, cool. you know, on the clock, I guess. But uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, give me some, throw into the microphone some sort of 
Julioism or moralicism. No, that, I, don't, I don't like that one. Sounds like a disease. Um, <laughs> but some some sort of Julioism, maybe some advice that you wish you had received, even when you were in high school, or maybe even in elementary or middle, that would have catapulted you. But some advice that you wish you had received, even if it's in college or five days ago, you wish you had known this. But uh, whatever that is. And, Something that I learned from Gino in college okay. was um, the importance of an actor to just trust the director and f- kind of, fo- I'd say it's following your director and it's really, and be okay with being vulnerable. Because um, once you're vulnerable on stage, it changes the way you, you perform and you see theater. And it took me a really long time to realize that. Um, and I'm, I'm blessed to be where I am now. It's not where I... I originally planned to be, but where I am now, it's just awesome. And yeah. so, um, keep being awesome, and uh, love everyone around you. Team on three. One, two, three, <laughs> team. <laughs> All right. So, thank you to Julio. Oh, man. I, I mean, like, um, I, I just, I've got a little bit of a man crush on Julio. I know, he, I know he's listening right now, and it's embarrassing for him, but uh, and in a professional setting, I've got a little bit of a man crush because it's just, again, I can't gloat about the guy enough. Um, and like I said, at the beginning of the podcast, I got to try to help him at sharp sound this week with some lighting issues that he was having or today actually. And just watching him with the kids. I mean, like I was zoned to sharp sound high school when I was a child, I did not attend as everybody knows. And I'm proud to say it. I went to HSPVA, but Sharpstown was notoriously just a rough, a rough school back then. Um, I don't think it's as, it's nearly as rough now. It's still title one, but, uh, the, the area has kind of grown a little bit to be, uh, more accepting of the school, accepting of the fine arts. The guy's opening Laramie project this week. If, if you're not down with that, well, we got two words for you, but I'm going to move on, uh, talking about Julio, but he is an amazing guy. Please check him out. Uh, if you see him at TTA, if you see him at Thespians, if you see him anywhere, TTC, whatever, check him out, pick his brain. He'll, he'll chat, he'll talk, he'll eventually open up. He will. So I interviewed quite a few vendors at TTA. I was the exhibits chair or the co-chair with Alicia Green and, uh, wanted to get a couple of these people. They're not paying me. I just wanted to push some of their products. People that were just very nice to me, very kind to me. So I thought, Hey, why not put them on the podcast? This week from Growing Studios is Danny. That's kind of a travel company slash Broadway workshop providers for companies like EF. Anyway, Danny and I hit it off. We became kind of friends. We're Facebook a fish, baby. Here's Danny. Um, so I'm Danny. We have a company called The Growing Studio. It is now the largest musical theater school in the world. Uh, we are in London and New York and Amsterdam. Uh, we have about 4,500 students in New York alone, which is crazy and wonderful. Uh, we bring in every creative you can imagine, uh, from every Broadway director to every Broadway composer, to, uh, choreographer, music director, uh, casting director, agents. Uh, they all uh, come to the Growing Studio to teach, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, through that, we've started a lot of different affiliate companies, uh, always trying to help actors and expose more and more people to Broadway and the theater industry. Yeah. And what, tell, say, if you can, if you want to, say what you said about, um, say what you said about the, the fact that you kind of are the supplier for these workshops for some of these larger companies. That, yes. so. so we've been doing workshops for larger companies for a long time. Uh, all the companies you've heard of. Yes. All, You're the ones that 
Yes, most of the time, yes. There's a couple of yeah, us in the field, um, but it's small, a lot smaller than there are for actual tour groups. Um, so we do workshops with a lot of Broadway actors, especially for the tour groups. So if you have a school group that is coming uh, to New York City and they want to learn from the dance captain of Mean Girls or learn a song from Hamilton, we'll bring in cast members to teach them uh, or work with this person from the Disney Channel or Nickelodeon or whatever it may be. So we've been providing those workshops for other companies for a long time uh, and then we decided to cut out the middleman uh, and that's why uh, TGS Tours came about, or how it came about. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I started the company. I started Growing yeah, Studio. Just, oh. Yeah, I was uh, in Sister Act Musical. I am the Growing Studio, yeah. TGS. Yeah. I, um, Easy for you to say. Yeah, I was uh, <laughs> doing Sister Act, and my producer was Whoopi Goldberg, and my director was Jerry Zachs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's, uh, yeah, she's great, but, you know, very unknown. Yeah. Um, so uh, I was swinging and dance captaining the show, okay. and I... Um, was 23 and I wanted to play principal roles. I, I was, you know, <laughs> had already done two shows as a swing and I was out of college and sure. was already done with it. Right. Um, and so I asked Jerry, who was my director, you know, what to do and how to go about it. And he sent me to Steve, who was my associate, director for Sister Act. And we decided to come up with different curriculums and classes where I could learn for free. That's neat. Yeah, it was really cool. I did, you know, all the classes in New York City, it's, it's the capital of theater and Broadway and all of these things and uh, there weren't classes that I could take. I, I, it was unbelievable. Um, so I started asking their, their different... structure is just do it. Yeah. 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 And, you know, or there, there's some but they're all either so expensive or there's like 50 kids in a class or, and I say kids but they're adults and it wasn't people I wanted to learn from. Um, a lot of these huge directors and huge choreographers and people with really established names don't, cannot give up a semester to go teach at a college. Right. Uh, so if they're looking to teach and they want that experience to work with professionals, um, they come to us because they have two weeks here before they go off to do this show, um, which is really cool. That's neat. Yeah, so that's well, why I started it. Yeah, I got to take class for free. So, in, in how, so how long has it been around now? We've been around for six years. I'd like to figure out your age now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Shouldn't have given it away. I am 45. You, yeah, yeah. Uh, a young 45. But for all of you listening, I, I don't look a day over 22. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. Not beard no, beard. not yet. That's why I grow a beard. So I yeah, longer. yeah. The yes, it's all about the wisdom. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm also 22. Yeah, um, same. 29. Or as my sister says, who's 40, she's on her 19th anniversary of her 21st. Yeah. I just say I'm 29 for the tech. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Oh, you, you like to tip. <laughs> Damn. Come yeah. to my restaurant. Yeah. Uh, so what is, like, where do you see this going? Like, what, what, what's oh, man, I get that question far too often. So uh, you should know the answer. Yeah, I should. Yeah. I, I didn't see this going anywhere. Sure. I did this to take a class for free, and it has turned into this won't-curse monster that is uh, just... Uh, this effing monster that is crazy. Um, I think we will probably go into production, is my best guess. We're working with all these brilliant creatives. We're really in that world. Um, I have a really strong interest in production. Uh, I'm up for a TV show right now that would focus on the school in a different way, which could be really cool. 
Um, I'm not sure. Are you still professional? I am, yeah. I, I don't do stage as much as I'd like to anymore. Um, I did a Lin-Manuel Miranda workshop two years ago uh, that was amazing, and I loved the entire thing, but after that, uh, I just decided that I did what I wanted to do, and I wanted to focus on the company. Um, and to be honest, going away and doing a, a show somewhere is difficult. So for me, it's either you know local to New York. Still doing yeah, it's not like I can get on a tour or, you know, do a bunch of these things in my personal life, you know. I'm married, I'm having a kid, it's, it, it's just too hard. Um, Good for you. Yeah, but television, I think, is exciting and yeah. something i definitely like to dive into even more. Cool. Yeah. Do you know Larry Smigleski? I don't. Just throwing it out there. Do you know Larry Smigleski? No. Oh, okay. Do you know, Sh go ahead, go. Shory Walker? He gave it away. I wanted to see. Uh, yeah, I wanted to see you sweat uh, a little bit. No, Larry is. Um, he just got off of Kiss Me Kate. Okay. Um, on Broadway, he's production yeah. manager. So Scott Ellis, who's the director, Ellis, is yeah. coming in to teach next month. Yes. Yeah. He is. And Scott. No, teach at Growing Studio. Yeah. And so, yeah. But Scott and Larry are tied. Okay. Um, Larry was just here doing chorus line at our big. At Broadway. Tuts. Yeah. Tuts. Yeah. I've got like fifteen kids in it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, he was production manager for that. Okay. Cool. So, uh, see a PSM. He, uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Um, he, um, well, right now he's in London doing vacation, or Greece. He's cool. in Greece doing vacation. I was there um, for three years. It and, was uh, a lot. he is, the next thing he's doing, I forget what the next thing he's doing, but, uh, he's going to come back. Tuts wants him back, you know. Yeah. He's already done some Tuts. Dan is, is at, is the artist director yeah. of Tuts, and he's fantastic. Yeah, he used to teach at Growing Studio as well. So you probably well, have he's a lot of mutual. We, the community is so small. Yeah, I love them. yeah, if you haven't worked with them, you will soon. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah, it's a pleasure. It. Thank is you there so much. Else you want to tell us? No, about I just. It? How do we get a hold of you? Ooh, that's a great question. Yeah. Uh, professionally. Uh, oh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you can find me on the corner. Of, um, professionally, my email is Danny D A N N Y at T G S N Y dot com or Danny at thegrowingstudio.com. Uh, Instagram is B-O-B-A-N-N-Y 11. It's like Danny, Danny, Bo Banny. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Showing my 45 right there. No, it wasn't. Can you believe it? I got so lucky. Yeah. Fortunate. Thanks. It's a pleasure. Minor wisdom.